Welcome back to the Awakened Space podcast. My name is Chris, your host, and I'm excited for this episode. Before I get into this episode, I just want to take a little bit of time to explore what's going on in my life. Um, the computer is back up and running, which I'm super pumped on. Everything is installed and it's working properly. I'm back to doing vlogging and everything, which I'm super excited about. And uh, yeah, it's cool stuff. <laughs> Aside from that, um, I'm actually reading a lot more now, and uh, there's a course that I purchased by um, memory coach Jim Quick, and it's all about speed reading, and so it's interesting because throughout my life, I've had a challenging time with reading altogether. Um, Early on, I just never really learned how to do it properly. And I think that even in like grade school and everything, they don't teach you the proper way. They just tell you to read. Um, because there are a lot of things that actually help that I think you kind of like for some reason grow out of or you feel like you're not supposed to. Um, but using a visual pacer is one of the most important things that you can do for reading and i think that they kind of like steer you away from that but um i'm excited because um currently i am not really a fast reader but i do intend to improve on that because i just want to start reading more and more and more um the three r's that i believe you do every single day um, one of them is actually not an R, but anyway, uh, reading, running, and writing, and it's really good for cognitive function, so trying to get myself into that with a serious practice and just being disciplined on it, initially, I know that I mentioned in a previous episode, I was actually reading a book a week at one point, and that was wild like I learned so much in that time and that's what I want to get back to and it's really interesting too because for me personally I know that like I've taken the path of like schooling education and everything and I just feel like a lot of it isn't for me because I feel like it kind of goes too slow for me, if that makes sense. Like, everyone likes to learn at their own pace, and I just feel like I'm on fire when it comes to educating myself when I'm literally self-educating, you know, when I'm reading, like, all the time, and it's just, it's important to keep your, your mind fresh, your brain fresh, your memory fresh, you know, your, your cognitive functions fresh. It's important for that, and I've found a lot of very tremendous value in that. And there's so many things out there to read. You know, usually I think that what you find yourself reading is either fiction or nonfiction. You know, if it's nonfiction, then there's information in there you're going to learn something about. You know, whether it's getting better at sleeping, getting better at communicating. Um, If it's fiction, it's usually a story. And the really cool thing about fiction, which I've definitely taken for granted for a lot of my life because I never really used to see it this way, but it actually opens up your imagination even more and more. Fiction opens up your imagination because it introduces you to story. And what story does is it gives you insight into ideas. And, you know, 
this is why story is so cool. This is why it's important to understand what it can do for you, you know, and if you're a writer, you know, if, if you're, if you're any kind of artist, it can really help you to become better at your craft, whatever your craft is as an artist. So reading is something that has really just like kept my mind fresh and it's just, it's just really helped me all together. And I'm super pumped that I've disciplined myself in it. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to get back to that course so I can get even better at reading because I'm so excited about it. And I highly recommend reading to anybody. You know, I, I understand I went through the, um, the thought process of, oh, well, I was terrible at reading earlier on in my life. So it's probably just not going to work out again. You know, these are automatic negative thoughts, otherwise known as ants. And, uh, what they do is they limit you. They limit your ability to live life however it is that you truly want to. And they limit your perception of yourself. And when you step outside of that and you realize that you actually can, and it just takes time, it takes practice, and that the brain is plastic, uh, it never stops growing, it never stops learning, it never stops creating new uh, you know, neural connections and everything, you can do it. You really can. And it's worth it because it's for you. It's to keep you you know, keep you alive, keep you active, keep you fresh. And that's why it's important. So for anyone who has kind of second guessed that avenue, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It will add so much value to your life. And I know in this day and age, we're so used to just turning on Netflix and watching a movie. But what's crazy is that your imagination is not really able to be sparked whenever that happens. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yes, it is. I can't say that it's not. But when you're reading a book, what happens is that you literally use your imagination to create the environment in the book. We've all been there. You know, we've read something at some point in our lives, or maybe you haven't, and maybe it's something that you could try. But especially when it comes to nonfiction, I mean, uh, sorry, when it comes to fiction, especially when it comes to fiction, when we read, we're imagining the event in our mind. And so we're kind of like painting that mental picture. And that gives rise to imagination. That gives rise to idea and insight and creativity. And it's just, it's such an unbelievably cool thing. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm actually happier because of it. It's really cool to live in that realm, if you will. Um, but it's also interesting because this episode is about happiness. So, um, (laughs) I feel like I should add this as something to the episode, which I kind of just did anyway. So yeah, consider reading. It will change your life. Leaders are readers, by the way. Um, I don't know if I'm quoting Tony Robbins on that behalf. I know it's someone that I follow who said that, but truly leaders are readers. So, without further ado, let's jump right into this episode, because we've got a lot to talk about, and it's going to be fun. Like I said, this episode is about happiness. Five rules for lasting happiness. We ready for this one? It's going to be great. I'm excited. So, um, yeah, this episode actually came to me as an idea all of a sudden, and it just made sense coming all together. So, um... I kind of did number these things, although I didn't at the same time, 
as they, I, I wouldn't say that they are like there's five rules but it's not like one two three four five like the number in which they go like the order in which they go and dictates their importance all of them are very important and let's just remember that so the first one that i'm going to explore is doing inner work this is probably i don't want to say it as the least favorite for people because that would give it a bad rep because it's not for a lot of people it can be very i don't want to say easy but it can be not as <sighs> try to say this correctly because i don't want to call it effortless because it can be very challenging doing inner work you know we all have problems or issues that need to be taken care of internally um you know low self-esteem uh ants automatic negative thoughts like i was talking about earlier um stuff like that taking care of this stuff will take care of the noise in the mind and uh therapy is also a great outlet for this this is one of the most beneficial outlets actually um because then you get to unpack it with someone and you get to have them help you with guidance through what everything means, what you need to do with everything, and how it can just, you know, help you moving forward as a person. It's, uh, it's really important to do. Um, from personal experience, I introspect all the time. <laughs> like, literally, like, I'm growing and evolving and reflecting and growing and revolving. I just said revolving growing and evolving all the time and uh i just keep, i keep expanding because of it you know i keep i just i the evolution never stops so i think that the best way to approach this is to realize that it's kind of like being exposed to incredible potential right where you are is where you are and you have this stuff to deal with and you might not be able to see it in the moment, but there's so much potential outside of that in terms of dealing with it, in terms of actually dealing with the stuff that you have. And if you can learn that your life only gets better when you deal with the stuff, that's how things change. That's how, like, for instance, you know, I was, um, I was different back before... I decided to do inner work and I am almost is unrecog unrecognizable a word I think it is I was almost that <laughs> before I did my uh, my inner work and I did it in therapy I did it outside of therapy and it's just changed my life forever it's something that I recommend for everyone because we all had like I said before we all experience problems in life you know we all have things that we've never resolved or taken care of and it's challenging you know it's it's really challenging to go throughout life when you carry baggage and stuff and i just want to make it crystal clear for the record because there is question regarding this there is nobody that therapy can't help everyone's got something 
And even if you feel like you don't have something, just general guidance in life, you know, mentoring, it's, it's important for that. And it really changes the framework of your life moving forward. It's really cool stuff. So I highly recommend that. So that is one rule out of five for lasting happiness, doing inner work. And it's interesting, too, because I think that a lot of people now in this time with the virus, you know, a lot of people have actually spent time by themselves a lot, actually. This is unfortunately, this is why um, apparently the rate of depression is on the rise. And it makes sense. I understand it. I understand why it is. I've been there. Um, but, uh, a lot of people being by themselves alone with their thoughts, you know, what we've learned to do in life, what a lot of us have learned to do in life is drown out the noise in the mind with, you know, media, uh, food, whatever it is, you know, we have so many different emotional addictions. It's very true. But, um, yes, do the inner work, truly. You can do it by yourself, you can do it in therapy, but it will change your life. And the, uh, number two, the next rule is doing what you love in life. A lot of people are doing what they hate in life. It's your responsibility to do what you love. I'm... I know that that kind of came off as, like, confrontational, or maybe even, like, instigative, if that makes sense, but I mean this from a sincere place. Um, There's a lot of unhappiness in the world from people because of the fact that they are not actually doing what it is that they want to with their life, and that's a huge problem. If you feel like you don't know what you want to do in life. Spend time by yourself exploring your interests. And when I say by yourself, I really, really, really mean by yourself. A lot of people get very used to just spending their time around other people and they kind of just get into the flow of doing whatever it is other people are doing because maybe they're scared to be alone. Maybe they're scared to be by themselves. I understand this. I've been there before. I actually spent a lot of my life, I mean, I kind of always had the feeling that I knew what I wanted to do with my life, but I actually spent a lot of my life around other people because I was scared of being alone. Yeah, it's true. And so the problem is that when you do that and you don't know what it is you want to do with your life, you're usually living by someone else's narrative and you end up not exploring potential interests of yours so you just never end up really pursuing what it is that you want to and if you're someone right now who's listening to this who you're thinking to yourself yep that's me chris i got my hand up that's me i don't know i don't know what i want to do with my life and i'm currently doing what i hate and I just want you to know that there is a solution to that. And that is literally what I just said, you know, discovering it, what it is that you're interested in. I think that a lot of people have a very challenging time with this because they have maybe, you know, one or a few hobbies that they enjoy doing. People don't realize how practical it is 
especially now in 2020, I mean, it's been this way for quite a few years now, but now in 2020, how practical it is with all of the technology and social media platforms that we have for you to take a hobby of yours and turn it into not only what you love doing, but, you know, generating revenue with it. Like, it's it's real stuff. Like, you know, for instance, say you love peanut butter, right? I, I love peanut butter. I get that from my father. He loves peanut butter as well. But say you love peanut butter. Great. You will be surprised at the amount of people who will love to listen to you talk about different things regarding peanut butter on a podcast like what I'm doing here talking about personal and spiritual growth you'd be genuinely surprised at the amount of people who would actually tune into that and not only that you could also turn it into a YouTube show for instance right you could turn that into a YouTube show like imagine how cool that would be right like maybe you're just like wildly obsessed with peanut butter like there's nobody else on this planet that's more obsessed with peanut butter than you are. You've done all your research. You've created your own peanut butter. You've gone through, you know, all the ropes of understanding what it all means. You have so much knowledge on behalf of it. You've tasted so many different types of peanut butter. And now you're ready to talk about it. And now people are ready to listen. I think that people have a tendency to underestimate these kinds of potentials. I really do. And I think that it needs to be demystified because it's not true, especially now in this day and age. Like, I can't stress this enough. Like, the amount of potential that comes with these different kinds of, you know, potential routes, it's incredible. Like, we've never been here where we are. Like, literally, your grandparents, your great parents, your great grandparents, their great grandparents, they could have, they could not have even. I'm talking too fast again. They <laughs> they could not have even fathomed this. Like the opportunity that we have right now with grossly underpriced social media advertising. You know, not just that, but like the fact that like people are actually like do, you, do the amount of people out there that watch vloggers. I'm one of them for the record as well as a vlogger myself, but the amount of people that actually do that kind of stuff, that actually tune into that kind of stuff, it's real. I don't know if you've ever heard of Good Mythical Morning. I've honestly only watched a few of their videos a few times. I'm not like crazy obsessed with them. I think that what they're doing is dope, but I haven't tuned in that often. But I do understand that they did exactly what it is that I'm talking about. They took a hobby, something that they're interested in, and pursued it into something that became a show on YouTube. They did it, you can do it. Now, I'm not saying that this is what it is that all of the listeners right now want to do, but I am saying that things along this line or even things outside of this are possible. And now I know that a lot of people here might be saying, well, Chris, listen, I'm just not good on camera, right? I, you know, I, I press record and then I choke up. You know, I don't know what to say, I don't know what to do, and that's just not my path. That's okay. Maybe you're a writer. You know, maybe you're a blogger. That's dope too. Like, that's still hot right now. These things aren't going away. You know, there, there are watchers, there are readers, there are, you know, um, artists, like, people that like to see it. Like, there is so much potential out there. 
So if you don't know what it is that you want to do with your life, chances are you are you are already doing it. And maybe there's a voice that has told you to do something that is practical. See, the challenge with our time, because I hear it all the time, the challenge with our time is that we're coming up with a bunch of these different changes, right? The younger generations are coming up with a bunch of different changes and everything. And the older generations keep saying, literally, they keep whispering in our ears, practicality. And I'll tell you what, it is now 2020 and moving forward, we are not going to, you know, regress when it comes to technology, uh, potential opportunity and all that stuff. So the fact of the matter is that practicality, especially their idea of practicality, is it's just outdated. It doesn't work anymore. And so you actually have to be impractical to succeed these days. Like practicality is literally horse and buggy now. Like it just doesn't work anymore. And you've really got to ground with that because it will help you improve your life. It will help you make better decisions. It will help you to realize that you can take what it is that you already love doing, what it is that you're interested in, a hobby, and you can make it your full-time pursuit of making money and then doing what you love with it. Literally, there are so many opportunities. I can't even come to comprehend it. It's, it's, it's wild. So I wish you clarity on that. I wish you the ability to um, look at it all and say, this is actually a lot easier than I thought it was. And I'm just listening to outdated advice. It's not about practicality, especially in these days. It's about doing what it is that you love and realizing that as long as you're adding value to people's lives, you can make money with it. And there are so many different ways to do it, like I said before. So please, for yourself get on it you'll be so much happier and what you do is you know if it's a side hustle that you're building up to ultimately be your full-time game someday you know you you continue working and everything if you hate your job i respect it i did too i've worked so many of them and a greater portion of them i could not wait to get out of the door i could not wait till that time was up and unfortunately a lot of people live this way it's not fun you know but you know, have it as your side hustle, have it as the thing that you take care of for hours after you get home from work and just continue building it up make it something huge. And then, you know, the advice that I want to give finally for this part, for this, this rule is that a lot of people think that they just need to make something go viral and then that's it. And then they'll take off and then it'll be good forever. I just want you to know that that's not the way. Success is a marathon, not a sprint. You know, you don't just make something massive. Not saying that this doesn't ever happen, but I'm just trying to demystify overnight success because a lot of people are just like, put in all the effort right now, real big, go big or go home, you know, double whammy, double whammy, (laughs) and then make it happen. And it's like, no, see, you're going to tire yourself out because you're thinking that success is going to come after just one big hit and you need to just keep running. Like you just need to keep running and putting out. That's what it is. So I want everyone right now listening to understand that it is all about that marathon. Run, 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 run. Not just really fast sprint, you know, put something out that's viral and then, you know, become a become a hit. It's like if 
what it is that you're doing is something that you really love, despite the trials and tribulations, the errors, the failures, the mistakes, all that stuff, you will keep going because it means it means enough to you. That's just the fact of the matter. I think I've spent enough time on uh, rule two. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, so number three is to utilize kind, loving, encouraging, positive, and productive self-talk. This one's huge. This one's massive. We're always having a conversation with ourselves. So we might as well become more aware of it and make it a great one. This is serious. I need to really break this one down for a second because it's very important to very very important too um as someone who actually came from an old self (laughs) sounds weird as someone who came from an old self who used to really be hard on himself and was not at all kind loving encouraging positive or productive with my self-talk um i was kind of expecting change to come overnight but then of course Going back to what I said before, I realized that it was a marathon, not a sprint, and I needed to be patient with myself, and I needed to continue going, continue that output and everything, and just, you know, continue making it happen. Um, And so, what I have to say about this is that really become aware of that conversation you're having with yourself because I promise you it will change things it will change things in ways that you can't even imagine are real like when you're when you're hard on yourself you give yourself no room for anything it's just error 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 and you just keep getting more and more and more and more upset and it's not fun it's not a good way to live and I highly do not recommend it (laughs) truly learn how to be patient with yourself learn how to be kind with yourself learn how to be loving encouraging positive and productive that's what it's all about um i literally used to you know put myself in front of the mirror and i was just nasty with myself and of course it was the wrong way you know change takes time that's all i'm going to say and happiness takes time So be patient with yourself. Always. Moving on from that one. um, The next one, number four, is adopting an optimistic mindset. Actual studies have shown that optimistic people are not only happier, but they also live longer. So what does it mean to be optimistic? To be optimistic means that your perspective has you seeing positive potential for the future. This is some serious stuff. Um, And it's real. Yes, people that are optimistic are not only happier. I mean, you can imagine that if you're optimistic, you've got a positive outlook, meaning you're going to be happier. Um, But they also do live longer. They live longer. Why? I'm going to break this down real quick. They live longer because since they're outlook on life you know into the future is positive you know they see great things coming think about it if it was the other way around if it wasn't if it was a uh, pessimistic outlook right they would see dread for the future anyone who sees dread for the future doesn't even want it to come so it's kind of speaks for itself that you know 
if you see dread for the future, you'd rather it not show up. And in order for it to not show up, you just not be there. So, unfortunately, that's how it works. But um, I actually used to be pessimistic. I was a very negative person growing up. I've changed a lot. And I'm grateful that I've adopted optimism as a mindset because it's completely changed my life. And to really put that into perspective... I saw a lot of negativity in myself, and I was projecting that out into the world, which was then again, of course, coming back to me, and it just all changed when I realized I didn't want to live that way anymore. It really did. It was incredible. So I highly recommend it. It's important to be there, and I promise you it will change your life. It's real stuff. Um... That was number four. And number five, last but not least, this is actually, (laughs) this is one of my favorites. Become a giver or a doer, you know, for others. And on large scale, you know, for, uh, I mean, I, I would say that it doesn't always have to entail money or being very financially wealthy, but philanthropy. This is basically when, like, say, for instance, you know, there's someone out there who has a lot of money. I'm talking millions or billions. Um, and they, they donate it for a cause, you know, to charity, an organization. And it's important to realize what this does to you. Oxytocin is responsible for this. It's an act of generosity. Um, it's as simple as holding the door for someone. Or, you know, doing something for someone, doing anything for someone. It's, it really changes the game and changes how you feel about yourself. And oxytocin is real stuff. It's, that, it's the beautiful butterflies inside of you that let off that nice feeling of joy because you just helped someone or because you gave something to someone. And <laughs> it's just a beautiful feeling. I know that we've all been there at some point in our lives or at least a lot of us. Um, If you haven't, I highly recommend it. It will change your life. We are interconnected social creatures. We're meant to live this way. We're meant to um, live off each other's happiness, you know, and each other's joy and each other's gifts and generosity. And it's just a beautiful thing. So those are the five rules for lasting happiness. Um... They all work wonders, and I highly recommend them. And finally, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. I wanted to take the time to just break this down real quick and say thank you so much because it means the world to me. Um, I recently just hit a thousand plays on this podcast, and it really brought me back to the origins. Um putting all the work in, you know, setting things up, putting together notes, taking the time to record the podcast, you know, scheduling. There's a lot that goes into this kind of endeavor and it might be, you know, underrated. It might be undervalued. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is that there is a lot of work that goes into it and it just means the world to me that you come here to show up to listen to it. And 
from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much, each and every one of you. I mean it. It means the world to me. Thank you so much. I'm your host, Chris Banish. Love, light, and peace. Over and out. Namaste. Namaste.